Hello, and welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. I'm Julie Holmes. And if you are every salesperson, and if you are like every salesperson, and you've got products and services and businesses, and you're trying to stand out from the competition, and we're all Googling the same search terms to learn how to be different, that's probably not going to cut it for you. You want to stand out as a sales professional. So stay tuned. And in the next 30 minutes, we're going to tell you how you can do that on the Smarter Sales Show. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. If you are a sales pro, a sales leader, you're a business owner, maybe you're just a professional, not just, maybe you're a professional or an expert, somebody who would never in a million years call themselves a salesperson, but you have to develop business to do what you do. Well, you are in the right place. The Smarter Sales Show is just what you need. <laughs> this is your weekly tech tips and technique tune-up with a special focus always on virtual selling. So uh, you may be watching this on the Sales Experts channel. You may be watching us on YouTube or even LinkedIn, or maybe you're multitasking. You're running around. You're just listening to us on your favorite podcast platform. Doesn't really matter. We're super glad you're here. Um, I am Merit Khan. I'm your sales technique expert and emotional intelligence guru. And my co-partner, my co-host uh, is the lovely and talented Julie Holmes. <laughs> you're <laughs> She's going to share amazing tech, uh, cool tools and things like that. She always teaches me something new on every episode. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that in every uh, show we have a theme. And this is an exciting episode because we are kicking off a four pack on the theme of sales differentiation because we have got to figure out how to stand out from this sea of sameness. So, Today's episode is going to kick that off, and we've got some really great things coming up for you between tech and technique and an amazing guest who literally wrote two books on sales differentiation. So are you ready? Let's get smarter in sales. <laughs> oh, I'm excited, Marion. And here's why I'm excited. Because when we start talking about differentiation, as someone who used to sell product all the time and even services, that was like this great big black hole trap that everyone would fall into. Right. And there was an assumption that the only way that you could differentiate was by your product or service or by your price. Right. But you and I both know that there's a whole nother way that we can differentiate as sales professionals. Merit, tell them what it is. You know, I think it's really about the process, right? You could think, of, you could pick out one thing that you do different in the way that you go through the sales process in how you interact with people. Um, and there's great ways to do that through tech and technique. But I, I think, you know, just trying to differentiate on our product, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's going to come along with one more feature or, you know, one other thing that, that is useful in the marketplace. And that's, that's great. That's, that's evolution in the marketplace, but it's hard to keep, you know, trying to compete on that. You know, you're never going to have 
all of those features. There's always going to be something else, a better mousetrap somewhere else. So we need to be able to differentiate ourselves, the way that we interact with people, the way that we communicate, all of that. And that really stands out no matter what you're selling. I think that's completely and totally true. And the other thing that I think is true about differentiation is that when we think about this from a sales professional perspective, people are going to buy where it's easiest to buy yeah, and where the experience is the best because they're not only looking at your product, you are a representative of your service, your product, your business. And if yeah. you are easy to work with and you are trustworthy and you have a clearly defined process that is easy for them to follow and they feel like they have a grasp of everything that's happening, they're going to buy from you and not from your competition. Yeah, the last absolutely. thing we want is to be in a race for the bottom or in a feature function kickoff. Like, you know, nobody wants to be there. So yeah. your job as a sales professional is to really be intentional about the experience that you create for your buyers so that you are the one that they want to continue to do business with and you are representing your product and your service and your brand and honestly yourself as the professional that you really are. Yeah, that's so important. I can remember, uh, you know, I still teach this, but uh, I'll have people go through an exercise where I ask them, you know, tell me about your features and, and benefits. You know, what's the benefit of working with you? And, you know, if I, if you just think about it, like people always say the same things, right? The benefit of working with me is, you know, a good quality and great service and, you know, really attentive and whatever mm. it is like, you know, well, great the price and yeah, yeah. all that. But when you get right down to it, if, if, if I can get those same features and benefits somewhere else, then what does it have to come down to in the real world? Yep. It's, it's going to get you into a price war. So if they don't see you as different, then you're just, you know, battling out for the, the best price and uh, you're never going to win that, right? You, you don't want to win that. You, you never want to be the lowest price. So they have to see that you're worth paying a premium for. And if I'm going to pay a premium for something, it has to feel not just different, but better. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's so, like going to a, like going to a restaurant right? Mm. The food could taste just as good at TGI Fridays as it does as a Michelin star restaurant. Not that I'm saying that that's the case, but depending on what you're looking <laughs> for, maybe, right? But, you know, the trappings of it, you know, the experience that you're going to have is vastly yeah. different. That's a and great that, example. And that already starts to, it starts to make an implication to your buyer as to what they can expect. And it's also going to make, it's also going to have kind of long-term ramifications throughout the sales process about how many questions are they asking you? Are they second guessing what you're telling them? How trustworthy are you? And from a virtual selling perspective, this becomes even more important because you, you know, it's, I was, I was um, actually coaching a couple people this week around virtual selling. And one of the things we talked about is that when you are virtually selling, you, you're basically concentrating that entire sales experience into a 10% window, right? Into this little tiny monitor. 
Right. So all those other benefits that you might've been able to draw in that 90% around you, you know, in the trappings and taking them out to golf or in, in meeting up with them or all those other things that you might've done, you kind of lose some of that. So you've got to really concentrate so that that 10% experience that you're giving them feels like a hundred percent. You know, I think that's a really, uh, interesting, um, perspective on that. Um, you know, because there's, there's so much that we take for granted, you know, when we're selling in person, you know, back in the old days, and this is never going to go away. We've had that discussion about virtual selling, but I think it's really a good opportunity for people to just take a new look at how they can be different in this virtual platform not just because of the virtual platform, but a new way of looking at how do you interact with people um, and and have them have a good sales experience with you. I just, I, f- I feel like that's a really good way to, to size it up. You know, that's just 10% of the experience that you're used to having. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that Um, I've been really fascinated by just doing a lot of virtual meetings and being on the receiving end, right? I'm always really paying attention to how someone's trying to sell to me in a virtual platform because, of course, you know, I'm out there teaching other people how to do it well. And what I notice is that some people get really excited and, you know, try to really wow me with like different camera angles and they're doing cool things or, you know, like, well, let me switch to my whiteboard and blah, blah, blah. But Um, But they're saying the same things. There's nothing different in their approach or their messaging. Um, They're not asking me good questions. They're just trying to dazzle me with tech. And I feel like um, that's not, it's not an effective way of using that tool. So I'm really curious about your take on how to use the tools and the technology to differentiate because, you know, there it's, it takes more than, you know, a a second camera angle. Like that's not going to sell just in and of itself. Well, certainly we could spend a whole episode just talking about green screen and how I feel (laughs) about green screen. I'll summarize by going, I get, I get like, you do, you almost get nauseous watching it. Like, it's like, seriously, I know you're not in a, in a grassy field right now. Like I know you're not hanging from that lovely cliff behind you. <laughs> or I, you know, the ones that I'm, you know, it, it, the, the challenge with things like, you know, the virtual backgrounds is that it actually is a detraction and not, it, it is a distraction to what you're saying. Yes. yes. Right. When I'm watching you, unless you have a professional setup, if I, unless you have a professional setup and your green screen looks the business, Mm -hmm. You know, you know, this is one of those things that's a massive distraction and I don't want to go too far off on, on the topic of green screens, but just be aware that like when your hand disappears because it goes off the screen, that's a distraction. People are going to notice that and they're not listening to your message when they're noticing that. Yeah. You know, when you're, you know, half of your head gets, you know, gets, you know, green screened out, they're not noticing your message. They're focused on what is happening with your face right now. That is so true. And, and I think that's, you know, we're, we're trying so hard to be different and, and cool and, you know, stand out in the sea of sameness. But if we're not consistent and true to 
the content. And, and actually it's even more than that. It's really being true to keeping our focus on serving a prospect, yes. serving our, our clients. Because honestly, at the end of the day, they could care less about anything else other than what's important to them. And so we, you know, I'm constantly coaching people like be different, but be different in context of what matters to them, not for the sake of being different. Yeah. What's be intentional, have a reason for everything you do. That's a, that's a great, you know, when it comes to technology, have a reason and an intention for everything you do. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Amen. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, but before we do that, I would like to know from you, Merritt, because I think, you know, one of the things we hear all the time when we work with our clients is, is that famous question like, well, okay. So somebody asks me how I'm different or how my products or services are different. I mean, what do you say to that? Why should you know, I hire <laughs> you? Why should I buy from you? What it, is there a good answer for that? Yeah. I, I have a term for that. I call that the, the trap of sameness. They are trying to get you into the trap of sameness. So if the moment somebody asks you any one of those standard questions, like, why should I work with you? Uh, why are you different? You know, all of that stuff. They're, they're actually looking for ways to disqualify you. And the, the fastest way they can disqualify you is when you go, when you fall into that trap of sameness and you answer the question with all the reasons you think you're different which as we've already discussed, are no different than the same things that your competition is going to say. So I'm going to tell you exactly how to answer that question so you're never, ever stuck anymore. Are you ready? I have my pen ready. (laughs) Um, I could tell you all the reasons why I think I'm different, but let me ask you, what's been your experience so far? That's interesting. Yep. (laughs) And they're not expecting it. So, you know, I mean, I wouldn't do that like in the first moment of a cold call, right? They haven't experienced enough of you yet. But another way I might phrase that is I could tell you why all the reasons why I think that I'm different or better, but those would be my reasons. And they may not be things that are important to you. Can I ask you a few questions about what's important to you? And then maybe I can share some of the different ways that I work with people as, as it relates to something that's really important to you. So that's, Oh, I love that a lot. I love it for many reasons, but one, I love it because it's about listening rather than about talking. Yes. And we know that question strategies are super critical, particularly when we're remote and virtual and needing to get more dialogue happening. Yes. And it can be hard to get people to talk in a virtual world so, so they, they come back to you and they, and you know, you've said to them like, okay, well, you know, tell me what your experience has been so far. And they give you a couple of reasons. Do you then kind of chase that up or do you follow it with some of your like key benefit statements? Do you tailor that? Do you offer to follow up with them with documentation? Like what's the next step from there? Depends a little bit on the situation, but mostly um, it's, it really matters it doesn't matter as much what they say. What it what I learned from that is what matters more to them. So if they say, well, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you've been pretty creative with the things that we've talked about so far. Then I might say, um, so creativity is important to you then. Um, I, I 
I'm so, how refreshing to hear somebody really mm. pick up on that. It's not something I generally articulate in that way, but you, you really nailed it. I really do work hard to be, to offer creative solutions to problems, right? So I want to, I want to amp it up. I want to emphasize it. I may want to ask a question like, well, you know, when you've talked with other coaches or speakers or consultants out there about growing your business, have you been disappointed by the lack of creativity that you're finding? Right. And so now I'm digging a little bit for pain. So kind of depends on what they say. I'm going to work off that response, but more importantly, um, I'm learning what's important to them. So that's, that gives me a lot of information about what I want to emphasize and my solution, my approach, how I want to uh, work with them. Yeah, I think that's, that's brilliant. And in fact, if I might, you know, one of the other strategies I've learned from you that I want to just throw out there is, you know, you and I've talked often about the power of the word frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a strategy, you know, thanks to you that I've used multiple times, which is to say to a prospect, you know, like what, you know, so when you're going through this process and you're looking at vendors or you're trying to, you know, get this prog- program or product set up, what has been some of the most, you know, some of your biggest frustrations in working with somebody like me, you know, like what other experiences have you had that you found frustrating so that I can make sure that you're not experiencing that with me? Yeah. And I think yeah, I learned it from the best. Um, I think there's (laughs) a lot to be said for that word frustration. Yeah. People are very generous um, in answering questions that have to do with the word frustration. Well, and, and <laughs> we're eager um, to share. Yeah. And other, and other emotional words, because when you, you know, when you think about it, sales is about solving yeah. problems, right? So, and people make decisions intellectually, but they buy emotionally. Yeah. So if you are having conversations that invite somebody in to share an emotional uh, reaction to something, you're actually getting them into that mindset where they're in a buying mode and, and they're connecting your solution to the emotion that is uh, frustrating them. But, you know, another one of those, um, uh, sea of, uh, trap of sameness questions. Sometimes people will say, you know, um, you know, uh, tell me how you're, we talked about that. Tell me how you're different. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, mm, uh, it's on the top of my head. Uh, why <laughs> should I hire you? The why should yeah. I hire you one? Um, the moment you, you know, I, my answer for that is, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't. And that's like, mm. sorry, what? <laughs> and that's when I turn it back around and I say, well, you know, I'm not sure yet if we're going to be the right fit. Let me ask you a few more questions to really find out if some of the things that are frustrating and concerning or overwhelming you. So I want to get them to that emotional thing by place, by adding in those words in that moment. So I'm taking a question that they would have gotten me into that trap of sameness. Like, here's all the reasons why you should hire me. Instead, I turn it around and I get it right to an emotional place in the sales process where now I can ask them questions that are getting to the root of their issue. I think that's great. I love it. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Ah, so smart. So I'm not going to let you have all the glory though. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of my secret strategies yes, when it comes please. to tech around differentiation. Now this yes. one's a bit of, this one's a bit cheeky. 
Now I'm going to, you know, the next episode, I'm going to be focusing all around um, some of the tech tools that you can use to differentiate the way that you communicate and interact with your prospects. Mm. But I wanted to spend just a few minutes on this episode talking about how the way that you relate to technology and your level of expertise in technology can actually add real value and differentiation in the process. So I want you to think for a minute why a prospect would trust you as their sales professional. Why would they trust you with their problem? Because ultimately that's what they're doing. They've got a problem and they want to trust you to solve that problem. They're going to take your word for it. But to do that, for them to be in that position where they will trust you to solve their problem, you have to have demonstrated that you are competent in order to handle that problem. Right. Now, most of the time when we're selling, the problems that we're being asked to solve are pretty big problems, right? Those are, they're rich, you know, thick problems and, and, and well, as well, they should be if we want to charge a premium for our services and our products. Right. However, there are little tricks, particularly leveraging technology, where you can become a trusted resource in little ways by giving them tips and strategies and showing them cool things in tech. And then what ends up happening is they now look at you and go, well, this person clearly knows something. Yeah. And so you're building this pattern of trust and you're building this pattern of, I have information and value for you. That's so important. I, yes. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's like walking into a room with the right outfit and, you know, and, and having the right, you know, sales materials with you because it's, yeah. it's, it makes a difference. They're building their confidence and, uh, in, and trust in, in you with the things that you're presenting to them, the ways that you're presenting it. And I think the, the expectation is different now in virtual selling. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about things like virtual meetings, Like, you know, when you're, it's, you have to be, so first, like there's two ways that I suggest you leverage tech to stand out and and differentiate yourself. The first way is, is to be better at tech than they are. Mm. So, you you know, this isn't a high bar, you know, let's just be completely honest, right? In the same way that like knowing how to use your CRM, right, is important for you to be an effective salesperson, you better be an expert at the technology you're using to connect and communicate with your prospects. Yeah. Like if you're floundering around, there is no, like, that's like you showing up to a meeting in person and opening up a briefcase that's full of like half torn papers and and pens and pencils that don't work and gum (laughs) wrappers. And like, they're not going to look at you and think like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to give this person my business. I feel completely safe here. Right. You want to feel, you want them to feel like they are in a safe pair of hands. And the first way you do that is to be better at tech than they are better at the tech that you're using than they're not better at everything, but you shouldn't be floundering around your zoom platform or your Google meet platform or your WebEx or whatever. You shouldn't be floundering around like that. You've got enough time, sit down and master that stuff. So that's number one. I think it also looks like you don't care. And, you know, that's the the thing is that people want to know that they're important to you, that they matter, that you didn't just, you know, 
wake up, walk into the other room with your slippers, throw on your camera and, and start going that you really put some thought into it. I think, uh, you know, we've, we've had some nice feedback about our resources uh, page that we've shared in previous episodes. And we've got a new one for this four pack on differentiation. And um, that's in a, a tool that you taught taught us about that you brought to the table of the share kits and that's just been a great you know we it has a good look and feel to it all the resources are in one spot um it just gives people a sense of like ah okay i can trust these ladies and so we've we've actually had some really good feedback just on on that tech and had nothing to do with the the content the content is great on there but you know it was all about the presentation of it so i thought that was really interesting as a differentiator I think that is a, exactly it, right? You want them to feel like they could relax and you've yeah. got it all taken care of. If they have to worry about you, they are not going to trust you with their problem. And that's really where you need to get to. So yeah. here's my second, my second little cheeky tip. My second little cheeky tip is that you can use cool tech as a conversation starter. And there's a couple different ways that you can do this, but in its simplest form, you know, find a couple of apps or tools that everybody, when you show them goes, oh my gosh, that's so clever. And then you can use that as kind of an ongoing conversation starter. So one of the ones that I was using, well, really up until recently was a QR code business card. Hmm. Now, what was really interesting about my QR code business card was that pre-COVID, <laughs> nobody knew how to use a QR code. They, they'd heard of them, but they weren't really an expert with them. So I have a QR code business card, which I'm going to show on my screen here in just a second. Mm-hmm. So I have a QR code business card and I'm just going to hold it up. So if you are watching the video, you can just scan that, just point your camera at it. But whenever I was out at an event or in person and somebody would say like, oh, do you have a business card? I would go, do you know what? Let me do one better than that. I'm going to just, you know, here's my QR code and just grab your phone, open your camera and just scan that. And they would be like, really? That works like that? And it automatically adds me to their contacts on their phone. It's, it's awesome. It's a cool bit of tech. I put the links in the resources. But what ended up happening was rather than me giving them a business card and that conversation ending, I use technology to create a conversation. So they'd be like, wow, that's amazing. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this thing is so cool. Do you know what? I can send you a link to it. Do you want me to send you a link for this app? That's, you know, and they'd be like, yeah, I do boom, all of a sudden I have a way to reconnect with them. Mm, so again, how can you use technology to alter the way that you interact with your prospects and your customers? And how can you use technology to start a conversation? Now it could be, you know, the way that you're leveraging Zoom. It could be that you're using cool features in Zoom. Even this week, um, I was working with a group of people and they uh, we used a, a feature where I was using some cool um, polling capability. And, uh, and they were like, gosh, that's amazing. That could you send me, tell me more about this polling capability. Mm-hmm. I'm not distracting from my sale, but what I'm doing is I'm making them accustomed to coming to me as an expert and demonstrating that I know things that they want to know. It's a great uh, conversation starter. You know, I think that's, I've been in sessions like that and I've used some of the the tools that you've taught me to differentiate. And I just think it's really fun to watch people, you know, get excited, especially, you know, when we're kind of suffering from Zoom fatigue at this point and we've been on all these meetings. So it is neat. It doesn't have to be like every minute of the meeting, you know, like a 
cool thing to differentiate. You don't want to overwhelm, but just a couple of things here and there that just show like I could, I could ask you those poll questions in 17 different ways. Right. I could, but just, just like when you ask yourself in preparation for this, how, how can I do this technique? How can I ask this question in a really um, interesting way that stands out that will also at the same time create credibility and trust and shows my pro- my prospect or client that I care to I care about this conversation I care about engaging them and making them part of this experience and getting to the right issues for them I just think that's so smart and it makes you somebody fun to hang around with like people right? like to hang around with people that know stuff and want to share it that's so, why I you know, like hanging out with you. <laughs> there's my challenge for all of you. So my challenge for all of you is find something cool that you can share. Be, be a resource for your prospects. That's my recommended takeaway. Merritt, what's yours? I love that. Well, I would say on the technique side, um, my motto is don't act as if you've got all the answers all the time ask as if you really want to give them the right answers. Mm. So, so, you know, when you use your questions to really get to the heart of the issue, to really understand them, to really zero in on why they think you're different, why you think you're different matters only to you. Why they think you're different is the only thing that matters in getting the deal done. I think that's brilliant. And remember that we're going to come back next week. And on next week, we are going to be talking specifically about some cool tech tools. So everybody prepare to nerd out. We're going to be talking about some cool tech tools that enable us to differentiate the way that we connect and communicate with our prospects and our customers. So I'm going to be rolling out the apps. And of course, all the ones that we've mentioned in this episode are in our resources page. The link is in the attachments. If you're watching this in Bright Talk, and of course, if you're listening to this on your podcast, or if you're on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, LinkedIn, wherever you might be, don't forget that those resources are also in the descriptions. So if you feel smarter in sales from today's episodes and you want to keep getting even smarter uh, every week, you can tune in on Tuesdays at uh, sorry 12 central, noon central, uh, to the Smarter Sales Show on this live platform and ask us your questions in real time. Or you can subscribe to the channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, um, gosh, where else? Uh, <laughs> or Everywhere. go to our website. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and we really do appreciate your five-star reviews because we work hard to make these episodes different for you. And we love it when you share the Smarter Sales Show with people that will hang on your every word, those people who trust you as one of their advisors and, and uh, cool kids on the block to share all the cool stuff with them. So tell them about the Smarter Sales Show. We'd appreciate it. And don't forget that if you're planning a conference or a virtual that's either virtual or live, and you'd like to know more about how you can bring us in to deliver your own personal Smarter Sales Show, completely customized event, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merritt Khan. Thanks for getting smarter with us. 
Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.